the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome to the Jewish Hour. I'm your host, Herschel Finman. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a wonderful Pesach and that your Pesach has passed over. In this half hour of the show, we'll be speaking with Council General from the State of Israel in Chicago, Daniel Ashheim. We'll be talking about Jerusalem and the three religions. The portion of the week is a portion of Matazria Metzora. We're back on schedule with everything as things go. Chapter 12 and following. We've got a cappella music liberally sprinkled throughout the show. We'll talk about sometime in the next six weeks we'll be playing a cappella music. So we'll explain why we're doing that. We do that every year at this time. We have an amazing, like, put your seatbelt on type story at the end. Stick around for that one. Before we do anything else, let's go right to the news. Two sisters and their mother were killed by an Arab terrorist after being attacked near Jericho. The family was on a Passover outing. One person was killed and seven injured in a car ramming on a Tel Aviv promenade. Police clashed with rioters on the Temple Mount. Nineteen people were injured. Three hundred and fifty people were arrested. It's one of the things we're going to talk about with uh, Mr. Alshaim. Dozens of rockets were fired into Israel from Gaza and Lebanon. IDF jets bombed sites in Gaza and Lebanon. One person was killed by IDF forces during an arrest raid in Jenin. Two IDF soldiers were injured while arresting four terrorists in Shechem. In other news, in light of current violence, Israel banned Jews from going on the Temple Mount until the end of Ramadan. And we'll probably talk to Mr. Ashram about that as well. 
And finally, some good news, Finland is the first foreign buyer of Israel's David Sling aerial defense system. This system will create a new capability for the Finnish defense forces to intercept targets at high altitude. And that's the news. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year, one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurances accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 248-624-9800. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. Let's uh, start off with a little music. We've got, for your listening pleasure, this is 613 Acapella. This is an Eliyahu Hanavi medley, which means it starts with Eliyahu and does other songs. I like it.
Herschel Fidman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We have on the line from the consul in Israel, consul in Chicago, serving the Midwest, Mr. Itai Biram. We're going to be talking about Jerusalem and the three religions that uh, have to do with it. How are you today, Itai? I'm great. Happy Passover to all of you. Yes, thank you. The as we say, Passover passed over. And yeah. <laughs> now on to other things. Okay. So Israel made the news this last week, and uh, one of the wishes that I give, I'm a, uh, a chaplain and uh, called out to give invocations, and very often the, the bracha, the blessing that I give, is if you have to make the news, it should be for good things. Uh, not this week for Israel so much. So the uh, the focus is, it's very interesting, it happens every 10 years or so, the way the calendars are set up that Ramadan and Passover coincide. Easter always coincides with Passover, except for once in every 19 years it doesn't. So you get this, you might say, clash of cultures in Jerusalem, which seems to be a focal point. So why is it then that there has to be this, like, not only clash of cultures, but clashes of people, Itai? So when we talk today, I think that we cannot say that these are clashes of, of uh, cultures, but a celebration of cultures. You know that just today, 130,000 worshippers um, went to Jerusalem, to their holy sites, worshipped safely, and it was a celebration, a true celebration of Passover, Easter, and uh, Ramadan. Um, unfortunately, last week it was one uh, incident, uh, which reminded that Israel is responsible for the security of these sites, and uh, this security ended with without any uh, casualties or uh, um, people who got wounded. And now we, it is part of uh, a big celebration of, of cultures and not other. Okay, so let's let's talk about first of all security on the Temple Mount and the mosque, the uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque or the Dome of the Rock, whatever you'd like to call it. Why does why Israel why is is our Israel forces in charge of security? Wouldn't it make more sense since this is a mosque that the mosque maintain their the mosque people maintain their own order? The Waqf is being managed by the Jordanian Waqf, uh, but we have a status quo uh, since 1967. Part of this status quo is that the security is being enforced by Israeli forces. And I have to say that uh, after over than 55 years, we can see that that status quo works. And uh, most of the times, everything is quiet. Um, any 
Muslim, any Jew, any Christian who want to worship in the old town have the full opportunity to do it, and including these last uh, weeks of Ramadan, which hundreds of thousands of Muslims had the opportunity to worship in, the, in, in this uh, mount. Okay, so what happened last week that upset the status quo, Itai? So at that night last week, uh, when the Israeli police uh, were forced uh, to go in, uh, it was a very specific incident in which 300 young men who were masked and armed themselves with rocks, fireworks, and explosives. They were there in order to incite, in order to attack worshippers, in, in, in order to, to uh, violate um, the order in that place. And as I said, I believe that the Israeli police took care of it, and after a few hours, um, everything went back to normal. Okay, so that, that spins, puts an interesting spin on it. The, describe to me what goes on. Obviously, I, I, I don't know how things work over there. So you have security forces that are maintaining order on the Temple Mount. It's you're telling me that during Ramadan you could have like a hundred thousand worshippers up there. Let's just mm-hmm. say that tells us that the Temple Mount is not some little hill. That's a, it's a big piece of land to be able to hold a hundred thousand people. So, but I'm assuming that non-Muslims are not allowed in the mosque at the time of worship. Would that be correct? It was partly correct. I think that we'll need much more than 15 minutes to elaborate about the specific arrangements over there, but uh, I would say that this is partly correct. Okay. Aren't there any, like, screenings? I know when I, if I want to go to the plaza that's on, in front of the Western Wall in order to go, mm-hmm. to go pray, I have to go through security just like I'm going, going to an airport. Isn't there some sort of similar thing like that to get up to the mosque? No. No. Okay, no. so really, now... So th- there, is, there is a police presence, uh, not so significant, because we respect all of uh, uh, the worshippers, that there is a police presence over there to make sure that, uh, the, that there is order, but you won't see any screens or, or this kind of, these kind of things. Okay, now, so there is, but throughout the years, since 1967, there have been many, more than I can count on my fingers and toes, incidences where... Rocks came over the wall, and Jews were attacked out in the in the, uh, in the lower plaza. And wouldn't screening have been something which would alleviate that problem, and also then thereby Itai alleviated the problem that happened last week? You know, there are a lot of things that ha- that can could be can and could be done uh, in order to prevent all kind of violent acts. Uh, but the measures that you take has to be reasonable measures. And you have to think about the, the, the broad picture before you decide what exactly uh, you do and how you prevent things. I think that our method, the Israeli method, of making sure that the order is, is there um, is a good method that, that proved to be the best one. Okay, let me ask you a personal question. Are you a football fan, football meaning soccer? Yeah, of course, of okay, course. Okay, of course. What's your team in Israel? Which one do you like? Maccabi Haifa, and I'm hope I'm really hoping that this year would be the third year in a row in which they uh, would be the champions of uh, the Israeli Soccer League. Amen. Okay, so now, when you go to a Maccabi Haifa football game, mm-hmm. 
what has what's the procedure for getting through the front door? So I guess the first thing you would, you need to uh, purchase a ticket, uh -huh. in which in Maccabi Haifa's case it's not such an easy task. Mm -hmm. um, and and again, there there will there would be a security guards over there, and they decide uh, what exactly they want to do. Most of the people will just be checked. Uh, a body check uh, before they enter, and uh, that would be the procedure. And that's acceptable. Your people, all these people are going to watch this football game, are happy to have, the, or at least will put up with that, if not happy to have that done. Correct? Happy is a nice term, but they fully accept the idea that this is this should be done. Right, because we know that we don't want anybody going into the game and causing any kind of terrorist act. God forbid. So. Mm -hmm. Why can't the same logic be used on the Temple Mount, Itai, as a football again, game? Again, when we talk about hundreds of thousands of worshippers, who their only goal is to be there, to worship, to pray for their God, I, don't th I, I think that we need to think always about the broader picture. Uh, what would be the consequences of these kind of, of actions? Now, I would say that, again, that our method proved itself. Think about it. Few weeks of Ramadan, hundreds of thousands of people in the old city, and only thing we can say, the only thing that people talked about are these specific 15 seconds video, uh, which you know we took her very, uh, uh, very fast. So I think that that method proved itself, and we are in a good situation right now. Okay. Our guest today is Itai Baram from the Israel Council in Chicago, serving the Midwest. We're talking about Jerusalem and the three religions there. Let me ask you some policy, to, some, a little bit of policy. I don't know how long ago it was or with whom mm -hmm. it involved, but Prime Minister Netanyahu went to uh, Italy and he met with the Pope. I don't remember which Pope it was. It could have been John Paul II, Benedictine, or, uh, or Francis. I don't know how long ago it was. I don't remember. And the Pope suggested that, or he made a statement, that Jerusalem should be a universal city. And Mr. Netanyahu responded, no, Jerusalem belongs to the Jewish people. So could you please comment on that statement in lieu of what goes on with the, with the Waqif and hundreds of thousands of people and occasional uh, you know, terror attacks that are happening, please, Mr. Baram? Yes, of course. <clears throat> I would say that our position was, is, and will be uh, the same. Uh, in Jerusalem... All religions have the full right um, and, uh, to, to, to pray, uh, to worship, and uh, they, everyone enjoys the freedom of, of, of worshiping. It doesn't contradict the fact that Jerusalem is the internal capital of the Jewish state. Please elaborate. Um, we believe that Jerusalem... It, the undivided Jerusalem is our eternal capital. Uh, it will stay like this. We, have, we are the sovereigns in Jerusalem. But again, everyone can pray in Jerusalem. Everyone uh, can worship in Israel. And it doesn't matter if you're a Muslim, if you're a Christian, if you're Jewish. You have the full right to do it. Okay. Now, so this is official Israel policy, correct? If you're saying it, it must be official Israel policy. 
Freedom of worshiping, of course. Okay, and that Israel is, belongs to, uh, that Jerusalem belongs to the Jewish people. So if you're... The Jewish state. The Jewish I said state. the Jewish state. Okay, the it Jewish state. It is the internal capital of the Jewish state. Okay, the Jewish state. Which very is good. Israel. Okay, very good. Okay, so Israel is willing to stand up and make such a statement in broad strokes, with broad terms, and say to the rest of the world, this is the way it's going to be. Why can't you do the same thing with regard to security on the Temple Mount? We want to make sure that nothing ever happens like at a, a football game. So we're going to institute security measures, which will facilitate still hundreds of thousands of people, 100,000 people, a lot of people to get to walk through those security tech uh, things. But Israel does a very good job at, at, uh, at it's an amazing thing with facial recognition and uh, not, not like weeding out the people that look like they could be, be a problem. Why, why the dichotomy then, uh, Mr. Baram? I would say that I don't see it as a, a dichotomy. And uh, when I arrived in the States, I learned that if it, if it ain't broken, don't, don't fix it. And our method works. Our method works. Um, hundreds of thousands of worshippers. Just today, this morning, uh, arrived Jerusalem with no incidents. Worshipped, prayed for their gods, and everything went well. Uh, wh why changing it? Okay. <laughs> Fine. Very good. Okay. So now it seems, let's move on a little bit, expand the border a little bit of our, our discussion. The, uh, there seems to be an uptick. I don't know if it's just it's a Passover phenomena, maybe a Ramadan phenomena, but there seems to be an uptick in uh, anti-Israel activity in Israel. There was a, uh, unfortunately, the D family was suffered a, a triple tragedy last week. And there are rockets coming from Gaza and rockets coming from Lebanon. And uh, what's, what's Israel's position with that? And uh, why or how can it be taken care of and not tolerated? First, I would like to suggest my condolences to the D family. It's a true, true tra tragedy to see uh, two girls, 16 and 20 years old, uh, along with their mother, uh, being murdered just because being Jewish. It is a true tragedy, and, uh, and of course we condemn it, but I would like to suggest my condolences uh, as well. Um, that, that is an easy question. Israel will stay united and will defend its people, uh, whether it's from terrorists from uh, the Palestinian territories, whether it's from missiles from Gaza, uh, from Lebanon, um, or from any other place. Okay. Is there any way to, like, put a – I ask this to every – since uh, the show started in 1994, and since, since then I've been asking every representative from the state of Israel, is there mm -hmm. any way to put a lid on it so that it doesn't happen? Like, for example, we see that um, there's some rockets fired from Gaza, and then what happens is the IDF or the IAF – uh, fires back or sends something in there, drops a bomb on the place where the missile came from, or they bomb a munitions factory. Can't, can't we be preemptive and take care of the munitions and the rocket launchers before they get shot into Israel, Mr. Baram? I think we, we, that we take all necessary measures, including things that we don't hear in the uh, public uh, media, 
and we are doing our best efforts. Unlike our enemies, uh, we take under consideration human rights uh, ways uh, as well, um, and that reality uh, is subject to that as well. Uh-huh. So it sounds from your tone that you don't ever think there's ever going to be a consensus between the Palestinians and the Israelis then. I should hope that there will be a consensus, um, but it should be based on the recognition of the legitimacy of the Jewish state as Jewish state, Israel as Jewish state. Okay, understood. Okay, I think that's all my questions for today. Any other comments you'd like to add, Itai Viramba, from the Israel Council before we wrap it up? I would like to thank you uh, for that opportunity and, um, and to say that Israel and Jerusalem will stay open to any kind of worshippers and believers just like it's been today. Okay. Thank you so much. We uh, wish you continued Hatzlacha and uh, all the best. Thank you very much. Take care. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Want assurance of quality and excellence in kosher? Look for the Michigan K on the label. What's it look like? The Lower Peninsula of Michigan with a K. It's the symbol of the Michigan Kosher Supervisors. Go to their website, mycosup.com. That's M-I for Michigan, K-O for kosher, and S-U-P for supervisors, mycosup.com, and find this month's featured products. You'll find Michigan K products wherever fine food is sold, especially at Natural Food Patch on West Nine Mile Road in Ferndale. Hey, Shul Finman here. You're listening to the Jewish Hour. We are playing a cappella music as these six weeks between Passover and Shavuos are a quasi-morning period, so Jews refrain from getting their hair cut, from attending weddings, from listening to live music or voice of, you know, uh, instrumental music, so buying new clothes. So we will therefore be playing a cappella music only exclusively for the next these six weeks. Up next, Sherry Bim. This is Eighth Day. Can you blow that whistle? You say cheery whistle. I say bum. We're gonna show you how to do it and we'll have some fun. Cause one's just one, but together we're number one. Can you blow that whistle? You say whistle, we say bum, bum, bum. Chitty, 
Can you blow that whistle? You say cheery whistle. I say bomb. We're gonna show you how to do it and we'll have some fun. Cause one's just one, but together we're number one. Can you blow that whistle? You say whistle. We say bomb, bomb, bomb. Chitty, bitty, 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 bomb, bomb. Chitty, bitty, 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 bomb, bomb. Chitty, bitty, 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 bomb, bomb. Chitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. New Year approaching, why go anywhere else for your holiday shopping when you can go to The Grove? Fully renovated, The Grove is located on Greenfield Road, just south of 696. At The Grove, you'll find the largest selection of kosher foods and wines in Michigan. Looking for fresh, round holiday challahs, honey cake, or exotic fruit for the new year? The Grove has it. The Grove has the freshest produce, gourmet dairy, deli, and meats. They even have a kosher bakery and hot takeout right on the premises. It's The Grove on Greenfield Road and 696 for all your shopping needs. Herschel Finman here. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. The Grove is actually a great place to shop all year round, not just on holiday time. They've got their fully stocked shelves post-Passover for all your needs. And like a lot of places, they have a lot of the Passover stuff deeply discounted if you want to, like, go for some of that Passover cake that had your uh, caught your eye during the Passover holiday. Up next, we have, this is the Y Studs, The Evolution of Shabbos. It's a uh, medley of how Jewish Shabbos songs developed over the years. Oh, 
We all know there's an opiate epidemic, but Advanced Rapid Detox has a solution for people addicted to pain pills, heroin, and dependent on Suboxone and Methadone. Advanced Rapid Detox performs detox under sedation in the hospital. Patients sleep through withdrawals and wake up without cravings. Dr. Julia Aronoff and the staff at Advanced Rapid Detox help people restore their lives and the lives of their families. Addiction affects everyone, even in the Jewish community. And Advanced Rapid Detox is there to help. Call 800-603-1813. That's 800-603-1813. Or visit them online at www.advancedrapiddetox.com. Hey, Shulfman, here you're listening to the Jewish Hour. The portion of the week is a double portion. Yay! means we get to do two portions at once. The Tazria Mitzorah deals with... The various malaises which afflicted people's afflicted, afflict, let's talk, affected or afflicted, yeah, that's what we're looking for, people's skin, clothing, or houses. And it appeared as, depending on what, white spots or brown spots or yellow, yellow hair or different types of things, you have to go through the portions. This is in chapter 12 and following in the book of Leviticus. It's really thick stuff for the uninitiative and uh, really needs to be discussed. But it's interesting that there's not a whole lot that's discussed in the oral tradition as there is no actual Gemara. There's just some Mishnah on it because it's very straightforward as to what it is. Either it is or it isn't. What's the deal with this Saras, which I'm not going to translate it other than a skin malaise, it wasn't disease. It was a malaise. It was something like like happened, and then there were repercussions to it. It was an early warning system. There are listed in uh, the commentaries 13 different character flaws. Not that somebody necessarily did something wrong, but it was a character flaw. Like we see that uh, King Hiskiyahu wanted to offer incense in the temple, and he's not a Kohen. He was not a priest, and he really insisted, and he put his foot down, and God said, oh, yeah, we'll see whose foot gets put down last. And he was afflicted with this Tsaras and was um, basically lost his kingdom. So the uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting to offer incense. It's like it was a great honor, but it's listen, uh, <laughs> there's a time and place for everything. you got to know your time and place. That's what he did wrong. 
So let's talk about early warnings. It says in the Talmud, in Tractate Sota, which many people have a custom that during the 49 days between Passover and Shavuos, they review or learn this Tractate of Talmud, not because of the intrinsic nature of the subject matter, but rather because there's 49 days and 49 pages. So one day, one page, you get the idea. So over there, it says towards the end of the of the tractate that when people stopped heeding the early warning, God took it away because it involved a, a tremendous problem. People had to go sit outside the camp or outside the city, and they weren't allowed to talk to people. And then Cohen's had to be discussed, you know, consulted, and it was a whole process. And the whole pro- purpose of the process was to get the person back on the straight and narrow. So that early warning system wasn't well, wasn't being listened to. So God took it away. We're not going to do that. But does that mean that God doesn't say, you know, you really need to get your act together? That happens all the time. Sometimes things we try, we try, we try. We think we're doing very something very honorable, noble, good like Hiskia, who thought it would be very noble for him to offer up these sacrifices on the, these incense in the temple, becomes the Almighty and says, nah, we're not going to do it that way. We don't get afflicted with skin diseases, but sometimes we see that it's just it's not working. And we're the ones who, who can attest to that. We're the ones, you, I can't spell out to you why this happened to you is because God's trying to send you a warning. That you have to do yourself. It's just like everything else. When things go good, you have to assess why the Almighty did things this for you. When things go wrong, you have to assess, well, what's what's wrong with this picture? So we're constantly a state, you might say, of assessing and thanking God that, listen, if we're doing the wrong thing, if someone would you'd like to know if you're doing the wrong thing. So we have to be aware of what's going on. Is this the right thing? Is this supposed to happen? Or is the Almighty trying to send me a message? Of course, without getting yourself neurotic. I always tell this to people. You know, if something bad happens, don't think that you're a bad person. And don't think that you're doing bad. But if, it, if something happens, and because of that, you do some introspective uh, reasoning, and you come up, you know, I could do this better. That's always a good thing. You, you don't need things to go wrong to do that. You could wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I could do this better. That's probably the better way to do it. Speaking of better, we've got to take a quick commercial break. We've got this awesome Hasidic story coming up. Don't go away. You're listening to The Jewish Hour. Why go to a hospital to get healthy? At Encompass Healthcare, you get the state-of-the-art wound care like in a hospital. The same medicines, the same everything without being in a hospital. Why put yourself at risk of getting a hospital-borne infection? Did you know that last year one in six people died in America because of infections they got in hospitals? Encompass Healthcare is an outpatient facility. That means you get your wound care treatment and then go home. There are no wait times at Encompass Healthcare like in ERs. Healthcare is personal and works better, faster, and easier. Encompass Healthcare provides a state-of-the-art outpatient facility close to where you live. Call 248-624-9800. That's 624-9800. Auto accident, workman's comp, and most insurances accepted. Encompass Healthcare's goal is to get you healthy with as little disturbance to your daily activities. Call 
248-624-9800. Would you like to get in touch with me? The way to do that would be to go to my website, rabbifinman.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-F-I-N-M-A-N.com. There you'll find a way to connect to contact me right on the home page, not like some of those websites. I I have to deal with websites, especially publishers are the worst. When I have to, somebody tells me this is a really good book, you should interview this person. I have to go to the find out the publisher. I find the publisher, and then it takes like pages and pages of searching till I finally find the contact. So nope, rabbifinman.com, right there on the home page. You'll be able to contact me. I'll be able to contact you. We'll become best friends forever, and life will be good. What else is on RabbiFinman.com? Well, we've got archived editions of the show. We've got archived editions of classes and uh, other media by which we present Judaism in an interesting and entertaining way. And there's also the very important donations page. The donations page, of course, is where how we sponsor, for example... The Jewish Hour. You've been listening now for some 50 minutes or so, and uh, you've been listening, so we need your help. It's uh, Podcasts are not cheap, and we have to lay out every single month. And thank God, for 29 years, we've been able to pay the bills. And it's only with the help of people like you. So go to RabbiFinman.com and do that. Thanks for your support. That's going to do it for the show. We hope we had a chance to entertain you a bit. We hope you had a chance to educate you a bit. We hope you have a great week. We hope to see you back again next week. Take care. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.